Yo, this is Sam's Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2017, and I'm back here with Shaka to talk about some off-season NFL moves. Specifically, we're talking New York Jets today. Shaka, how are you? I am on the mend, um, <laughs> like we just talked about a while ago. Um, I was under the weather, but I'm good now. Well, good. Walking on two legs again, and roaring like my usual Tyrannosaurus Rex self, but everything's good, man. I've just been catching up on my uh, off-season news. Well, we got to talk about the Jets. I think that, listen, there's plenty of teams to rip apart, but I wanted to have you back on to talk about your team, the New York Jets, because... Listen, um, I, I mean, I think the, the biggest topic of conversation was going to be the quarterback situation, but Darrell Revis really trumped that with all the drama he's had yeah, going on. Yeah, kind of dwarfed everything. So let's just, let's just jump right into the lion's den. Let's start talking about Darrell Revis. Okay, what do you think? Do you think he did this? Do you want to break down what exactly happened, at least from what we know right now? Well, to be perfectly honest, I've kind of taken a... Uh, let's wait and see perspective on this um, for a couple of reasons. Okay. One, we're still not exactly sure what happened the night of, but for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, Darrell Revis was back in his hometown, Pittsburgh. Um, it was something like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He's walking down the street, and two gentlemen approach him, and they recognize him. They ask him, are you Darrell Revis? And he says, yes. And it will follow them proceeding to record him, I guess to the point that it became uncomfortable. And then what happened after that? Uh, is these two gentlemen were found unconscious on the street, uh, and Darrell Revis nowhere to be found. I guess the police looked at the video and concluded that Darrell Revis and company were involved, and so they subsequently arrested Darrell Revis, and I think one of the original charges was terroristic threats. Oh, my God. Um, there was theft. There was a bunch of assault. So right now, they're pending uh, as four felonies, mm-hmm. but um, it's looking like they're going to be able to plead down on this, but we're mm-hmm. not going to know anything conclusive until March 15th, which the timing is problematic. Yeah, timing is definitely tricky for the Jets because, you know, they've got some guaranteed money that they're paying Darrell Revis, and some of that money is coming his way before his court date. Um, yes, he has a $2 million um, roster bonus that's due, I think, on the March 10th. Mm-hmm, that's so correct. They, they basically have to decide whether or not they're going to keep him, which would mean that they would basically pay all $15 million that they are due him. Or if they cut him, mm-hmm. they would just owe him the $6 million in, you know, dead He's, money. Yeah, dead they money or what is it, a base salary, I think, for this year? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think the interesting part here is, A, we don't know all the facts. Um, right. Like you said, I think taking a wait-and-see approach is probably wise um, because Darrell, he, listen, he does not have a track record of stepping out of line. You know, he, this isn't a guy who's had several run-ins with the law and now, you know, we're coming back around and we have to, like Josh Gordon clearly had multiple instances where, you know, when he wanted to come back and get reinstated, it was one thing. Darrell Revis doesn't have any of that. This is a guy, and and after this incident went down, listen, for better or worse, he spoke to his attorney, and he arranged to give himself up to the police. Now, if anything, all of these things in the court of public opinion are working in his favor. Right. We also need to I'm consider saying, the fact that this, this he's the Jet, like, he's, 
the how how is that going to look if the Jets just up and cut him? Now, if it was any old guy, you know, if it was a second year player, eh, you know, I could see that happening. But we're talking about Darrell Revis, and it doesn't help the fact that he had a down season last year. That kind of exacerbates the situation. But if you know the Jets got to tread lightly here because you know, I mean, you're talking about you know this is still maybe not the Darrell Revis of seven years ago but still a top-level cornerback in the NFL who you're paying big money to. We're not just talking about the PR ramifications. We're also talking about the ramifications on the roster and the team going into the future. And what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Um, I was just thinking uh, along the lines, originally I think one of those possibilities that they left hanging out there was that maybe they could convert Revis over to the safety position. Yes, yes. Which, you know, if you keep them, if you kept them on the roster, it's a pretty big uh, – it's a pretty expensive conversion. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of hope that he fits smoothly into this new position and he learns it and he's able to play at a high level yeah. for $50 Which million. Dollars. Not a guarantee. This is not yeah, a guarantee. Exactly. It's, not, it's, it's tough, one. And two, do you really want to pay that much to kind of keep a guy who last year admitted he did not give his all, you know, <laughs> in terms of conditioning and, you know, practice? So it, it was already kind of a question of whether or not they even wanted to pull the trigger mm-hmm. on keeping him around and moving him to the safety position. Mm-hmm. Now you have another possibility opens up where uh, there's a, a clause in the contract that says you can completely void whatever money you owe him uh, should he be, you know, arrested or found in conduct unbefitting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So I think I, I, I think they're going to probably try to avoid that just because, like you said, he doesn't really have a history yeah. of doing this. And it's almost sure to cause the uh, NFL Players Association to file a grievance mm-hmm. with the Jets. Mm-hmm. It, it almost looks like something like a, a New York Yankees team would do in terms of getting out of um, a, a bad contract. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're going to go in that road. Wow, little unexpected dig on the Yankees. I love it, Shaka. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Yankees fan, man. So I, I know, all, I know the business. You know the tricks of the trade. Uh, this is definitely, a, you know, listen, it's drama when it comes to the NFL. Things change so fast in this league. Um, you know, the fact that he had a down year and that, you know, criminal charges aside, there was already a discussion that was going to be happening. Because, listen, I don't think they were going to outright cut him. That certainly wasn't going to be the case. But I think there was going to be a conversion talk to safety. And there was probably going to be a discussion about, you know, taking a pay cut or adjusting his salary in some capacity. Um, You know, maybe they wouldn't have done that because of his history of contract negotiations. He's definitely played hardball with the Jets on more than one occasion. Um, So getting him to take a pay cut probably wasn't necessarily in the cards, but, you know, now, I mean, he's in such a tenuous situation because the key word that you came out with was felonies. We're not talking about shoplifting or something like that. When you're talking about felonies, you're talking about possible jail time. I mean, these are, ugh, I mean, we could we could talk about Plexico Burris. We could talk about yeah. any of these other, you know, big name NFL players who have been caught in real legal situations where, all of a sudden, their entire career is in jeopardy, and you know Darrell is sitting in that very quickly right now. And and you know, again, I wasn't there. All I know is what I read in the papers. But it just sounds a little unfortunate because, listen, you said it at the top of the podcast, man. It sounded like there were a couple of guys who, at two in the morning, identified him on a street corner, started following him down the street, pulled out a cell phone, and started recording him. Like, I mean, 
talk about a whole new level of, of social media, you know, interference. And, you know, I'm starting to suspect that maybe Darrell Rivas thought they were mugging him. Darrell Rivas thought they might have pulled out guns. I mean, you know, all of this could be the reality of the situation. But again, in the court of public opinion, all we see is a high profile celebrity who's being charged with felony counts. And as we know now in the world of fake news, that's the only story that's going to go down. All of this might come out as yeah. being completely false in six months, but nobody's going to care or give a shit. All they're going to remember is the fact that Darrell Rivas beat up some guys on a street corner, and that's why he got cut. Yeah, the details get pretty murky from there, where, I, you know, like I said, Rivas was by himself, and it seems like he called his friends for help. So I don't know if these guys were threatening him. Yeah. Or the situation escalated, but he did ask them to please stop recording him. Yeah. And I think it, I think the part that Rivas is at fault for is I think he snatched the cell phone and then threw it or he damaged it yeah. in some way, which was what led to the escalation of things, with mm-hmm. him actually touching their phone and damaging it. Dude, and so I don't know if the friends showed up and they're the ones who actually laid hands on people mm-hmm. or if Rivas was actually involved himself. But that's the part that's still kind of the gray area. So we'll know for sure once the, the police conduct an investigation and this thing kind of comes to the light. And, you know, uh, listen, it's funny because now you get down to the letter of the law and it's, you know, what you just said. I mean, that could be right. They could have been tormenting him and provoking him all they wanted. But if he was the one who who threw the first punch or if he was the one who got physical first, it's like all of a sudden he's he's the one who's who's to blame. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's the law for you. And and and. Law is not going to move quickly. You said it already. Like, the Jets have to make these decisions in a very clear, you know, regular season, off-season, free agency time frame, which the legal system does not abide by one bit whatsoever. No. Um, pop quiz right now. What do you think? Do you think they're going to cut him? Do you think they'll keep him? What do you think? Um, if you're asking me from the perspective of, like, a businessman, I would say you have to cut him. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense financially to keep him. You know, they're the Jets already. You know, they have a they have to get under the cap. They're about two million dollars over the cap, mm-hmm. math wise, right now. Um, so cutting money right now is essential, and they're already going to do a lot of cutting. It seems like this off season. Yeah, but this is just one of those moves that kind of seems a no brainer to me. There's a lot of money freed up if you if you uh, I think it's something like eight million dollars at, at the very least. He, space. I mean, at you the know. yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm on overthecap.com. Yeah, there's going to be at least at least eight million in savings. There'll be a lot of. I mean, if they cut him, there's it's a lot of dead money. But uh, you know, yeah. there's definitely and they have a lot of needs they need to address this off season. Um, like, the other thing I'm thinking about in line with this is the Jets are not going to be competing competing for. I don't even think, I wouldn't even say a playoff spot next year. Depending yeah. on what happens with the quarterback position, but they're not going to be in competition for a Super Bowl. No, that's so a, I, I that's a really good point. So why are they going to splurge and continue to pay big money for a guy like Revis if they're not competing for the playoffs? Yeah, the smart move is just to kind of spend the next two years kind of rebuilding, cut, you know, make some smart um, acquisitions, and just, you know, kind of sign and extend young guys for the long term so you can kind of build a solid team and not have to worry about overpaying, you know, guys who are on, on the other side of 30. Mm. So, really, it just looks like Revis, it's a no-brainer to me that he gets cut. Wow. Yeah. I um, I kind of, I want to disagree, but I can't. I think that, you know, this is almost, in, in a way, it's tricky timing for the Jets, but in a way, it's almost great timing for the Jets, because I think 
you know, after Revis's play last season, there was a little bit of a feeling like, oh, God, we just blew a lot of cash on a guy who is now, as you put it, on the wrong side of 30 and is on the decline, and we need to kind of figure out how to make him work. This is sort of a fantastic get-out-of-jail-free card for the Jets. I mean, not a get-out-of-jail-free card for Darrell Revis, a go-to-jail-free card for the Jets, and or for Revis, and get-out-of-jail-free card for the Jets, but... This is a like it's a unique opportunity where I think they probably can. I mean, it's this is one way where they don't look as bad if they cut him and they save a lot of money and they're able to dedicate it to young players and growing and rebuilding because that's where they are right now. You know, I think they tried to go a little all in last year and it clearly did not work. Clearly did not work. Um, Look, man, uh, Woody Johnson. Well, like, even behind the scenes, I've read a couple articles. Because uh, the Jets were fined $100,000 for tampering with Revis when he was still with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, 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 there's stories coming out that, you know, the tampering went way further than anyone realized, where they were arranging private meetings with him to kind of lay things out behind the scenes. So they really put a lot of money behind this this, uh, this deal. It was five years, $70 million originally. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, they got one good year out of it, and the whole thing's kind of fizzled after. I mean, so it's it's time to cut your losses. You had them, and right now the money just doesn't make any sense to hold on to them. So it's time to cut your losses. Yeah, I uh, you know, it's a shame to say it, but I do agree. Um, should we pivot to quarterback? Yes, this is <laughs> this is a lot more of a. A murky water, but yeah, let's do it. Uh, well, it's well. It, it was no surprise they cut Ryan Fitzpatrick. That that's certainly official. He is no longer on the roster. Uh, uh, did um, but and Geno Smith, I believe, I believe his contract just just ended. Like I yeah, he's done. So like Gino's I think done. his rookie contract is up. He is just an unrestricted free agent right now. I mean, I don't. Yes. I don't think the Jets are gonna bring him back. I mean, I don't really see it working either. He he never really fit. He uh, I wouldn't say he didn't really progress much, mm-hmm. but it, it there was no promise. There was no uh, reason to give it another shot, especially when you already have a Bryce Petty and you have another project in Christian Hackenberg. You need. You need experience. You need like a veteran. So yeah. there's no point in holding on to a guy like that. So Fitzpatrick's gone. Geno Smith's gone. Who's going to be the quarterback? This this is the question here, Matt. So like, okay, is the starting quarterback of Week One for the 2017 season for the New York Jets on the roster right now? No, he is not. Okay, I really don't see it unless there's some kind of miraculous uh, transformation in Bryce Petty and he becomes just this awoken, you know, transcendent player. It's, there's no way I see that player coming from Jets camp already. Okay. And they've already said Chris Nackenberg, the Jets coaching staff already accepted that he may never pan out. He, he's a project. He was drafted simply, you know, just because of the upside, but he it's entirely possible he does not become an NFL player. So I don't see it coming from, wow. from Jets camp. Wow. Um, so... Who are they going to bring in? I mean, is this? Are they going to pull a Tony Romo? Are they going to go get Mr. Romo and and ride that train a la Brett Favre? Like, is that what's happening? Man, that's the hard part. Well, uh, like a Tony Romo, I I think he would much rather play for a, a, a playoff contending team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it is, the big question is whether or not the Cowboys are going to try to trade him or just cut him and mm-hmm. let him find his own path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only way he ends up with the Jets is if the Jets do some crazy. 
some crazy trade for a draft pick, which I think they would much rather need to hold on to, as opposed to giving it up for a guy who's 37, mm-hmm. who's had multiple injuries, like serious season-ending injuries. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's another... If you're not going to the playoffs, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, Tony Romo is a win-now decision, and the Jets do not have the luxury to make that call right now. They're not in a win-now mode. Maybe they were last season, but certainly not this year. Um, Jay Cutler. I did notice, um, Jay Cutler's out there. Awesome possibility. Well, Jay Cutler is another problem in terms of it's just bringing in uh, it's bringing in Fitzpatrick all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's getting up there in age. He's about 34 now. Um, and there's always been an arm strength and the talent, but he's just, at times, just mind-bogglingly inefficient at quarterback. Yeah. And I don't see the Jets. I, if the Jets sign him, I'm I'm beyond baffled. I don't think he wants to come to the Jets either. I think he still wants a chance to play for uh, a team that has, you know, uh, playoff aspirations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Cutler just doesn't work out. I, I, I would be screaming in my head if they sign Cutler. Okay. Um, do, do we think this is going to be more of a, you know, like like career backup type situation? Like, are they going to go, you know, sign Josh McCown or Josh McCown? I think is a possibility. I mean, Josh um, McCown's a possibility. Mike Lennon from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been his name's been thrown around. That's quite actually a bit. Mike Lennon. Uh, that's that's a pretty real possibility there. Yeah, he's uh, the backup to to Jameis uh, uh, Winston. Um, Sorry. This Jameis Winston uh, Tam- down in Tampa. Uh, Jameis Winston, yeah, um, in Tampa Bay. But, again, I don't really know much about him on paper. I, I haven't seen much video of him actually getting reps because he's pretty much sat the bench. I, Winston you know, I over. will say I have I can recall watching him because he, he predates Winston. He was there yeah. uh, when Josh Freeman was the quarterback. And, you know, when Freeman was kind of going up and down. De- like, Freeman... I think he was benched at one point. Before he got benched, he, he got hurt. And I remember Glennon having yeah. to step in and at least play some starts. And listen, Glennon, you know, he's not terrible. Like, I have a feeling he he may never become a starting quarterback, but if he is a backup, I feel like he could be like a Charlie Whitehurst. Like, the, Glennon, I think, yeah. has value for a very long time. Like, I could see him bouncing yeah. around the league for over 10 years. That's that's the type of skill that I see with Glennon. And, you know, he's a big guy. He's athletic. He's tall. He's he's mobile. You know, he's got kind of the body to take a hit, but also be able to see off see over the offensive line. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to pan out to be a starter, but Mike Glennon coming to the Jets, that's... I could absolutely see that happening. That's um, the the word I, I guess I would use is a stopgap. He's... You know he's affordable. He he won't cost them too much mm-hmm. compared to uh, having to pay uh, a Tony Romo or Jay Cutler. Yeah. Um. And he he fits exactly the need you have. You need a starting quarterback. Um. Who's competent. Um. He's not going to be a franchise quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's going to be able to at least take the reins while the rest of the team is rebuilt and develops. So uh, Glennon, uh, I think, is probably the, the most logical choice here. I don't know. Jets, because uh, Woody Johnson likes to make a splash always. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's not going to go for. I almost said the the, the rational thing. Um, he's not going <laughs> to go for you know strategically the, the most sensible thing. The rational but thing. I, I, if he was going to, I would I would say Glenn in the heartbeat. I've heard stories, you know, possibilities out there that if the Kansas City Chiefs go out and try to make a splash by getting a Tony Romo, mm-hmm. you know, um, like maybe Matt Alex Castle, Smith finds a new home with the Jets. Um, 
Alex Smith might be out there as a possibility, but you know, but then you'd have to pay him money as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they could, I mean, they could orchestrate a trade. You know, if yeah, if the exactly. if, if the Chiefs are going to go get Tony Romo, either trade or signing, they could orchestrate a trade with Alex Smith to the Jets. You know, that's a very good point. I was actually about to say, speaking of the Chiefs, I was going to say Nick Foles. Like, do you see? Because I think Andy Reid brought Nick Foles in this year because, you know, he was the original guy who drafted him in Philadelphia. I think he saw some potential there after, you know, the the Chip Kelly and the Eagles moved on from him. You know, Foles was decent. He had one start this year. He, I don't know if he impressed thoroughly, um, but I think there are... I think he handled his business, yeah. He handled his business. I think there's some GMs out there who feel that he could actually be a stopgap like a Glennon, like... I don't know. Do you think that he could be someone that uh, the Jets could look at? I mean, is that an option? Foles, well, obviously, you know, you're a longtime Philly fan. Uh, Foles actually was, as far as I would say, in terms of quarterback, he's always had great arm strength. Yes. Um, I I think he's a little mistake prone with his only knock. But I don't know. That could be something that he kind of hones in on and develops a little better as time goes on. He's, you know, been in the league and understands the offenses better. So, but again, I haven't seen enough of a body of work um, in terms of something more recent, mm-hmm. to say that he, he's vastly improved. He might be a great fit for the Chiefs offense, but mm-hmm. you drop him into the Jets offense, and it may not be quite so smooth. Yeah. But again, he's he's a vet. He's, he's had plenty of NFL starting time. So I would say, you know, again, if, he's, if the price tag is right, it's, it's a good option. Okay, okay. Um, any other options we have out there? Like, as we start talking about it more and more, it's like really... Who are the options? I mean, the only other name that I that I can really come across is is Brian Hoyer. You know, Brian Hoyer, I think is gonna he's gonna find a job with somebody next season. Someone's gonna pick him up as a backup, or he's he he had some pretty solid starts last year. Oh yeah, you know, he threw for three hundred yards quite a few times. So he's at least earned a chance to you know get a good look. Um, I would say honestly, I mean, is is Glennon sort of our front runner right now? Say that again. Do you think Glennon's the front runner right now? Glennon's the front runner. Um, I would say don't be surprised if the Jets do something ridiculous and draft a quarterback. Ooh. You know, they're, they're, they're enamored, I think, a little bit. I've heard with Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame. Um, but I, I don't know. The, the, the draft class of quarterbacks here, I've heard, is a little bit on the weak side. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard something similar. Um, but, but you know, it's someone someone's gonna go out there and, and take a shot at these guys. Now, let's okay. So clearly, the quarterback situation will unfold for the Jets. Uh, Brandon Marshall. Do you think they're gonna cut yeah. him? Uh, I because right now I don't think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't want them to. And depending on who the quarterback ends up being, he's gonna need a good target to throw to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the amount of money. Because I, I, I think they get all that money back. Like, I, I don't think there's any dead money if they cut him. And they might get yeah. $7.5 million back. And that's, listen, when you think about the fact that they already have Eric Decker on the roster, and, you know, Quincy Anoon will look pretty darn good. And you've got, you know, a few of these other guys who really stepped up and kind of shined with Bryce Petty last year. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think the quarterback situation is going to dictate that because if they bring in a shitty quarterback, they're going to want a good target to throw to, but they might also say, why are we spending all this money on a wide receiver when we know we're in a rebuilding stage? I mean, don't look now, but I think Eric Decker might also be on the cutting block as well just because, you know, it's, it's a $3 million penalty. 
um, in dead money, but I think he might get cut as well. They have, they have, you know, enough of a wide receiving core where they might just hold on to what they have and try to build from, you know, these these young guys. You know, like you said, Quincy and Nunoir, and they have a couple guys who they ran out there in, in Jalen Marshall, and they have also like a Robbie Anderson. And Sharon Peak. I mean, that's, last year. dude, you are so. reeling off these names. Who all these guys, man? They they didn't look that bad. They, I mean, they they all yeah. impressed on some level last year. So they do. I mean, if they do go the way of like you know trying to develop what they have, they could save a ton of money. They could save up to forty million dollars in cap money, especially if they cut like guys like Nick Mangle, who mm-hmm. um, thankfully is not going to need surgery this off season. But, oh, thank you goodness. Know, he, you know he. He's another guy who's kind of questionable right now in terms of, you know, use. So, and I love yeah, Nick Mangle. He's he's you know he's he's been just just gold standard. I love him uh, too, but it's it's another situation of is it worth it to save the money versus keeping him? And they might just go to save the money. I think a another cap casualty might be Buster Screen. Kind of address. Like Buster Screen, Screen. you know, there's some dead money there as well. But, I mean, again, they're paying him a lot of money, and I don't know if he's lived up to that contract. No, I mean, that one's kind of – that one I kind of see – that could go either way just because he's been kind of a disappointment. Well, yeah, especially with – Financially speaking, they're going to need some secondaries there. So they might hold on to him just hoping that things kind of pan out. I mean, that's that's a tough call. You definitely hit the nail on the head. With the Revis situation, you know, evolving – that might sort of make Buster that might send Buster Screen stock up. Like, ooh, we've got to yeah. hang on to him because we can't afford to kind of be out so many secondary players at this point in time. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, Justin Burris is another corner on the team, pretty cheap. Um, and they have a couple guys, uh, Dowell Roberts. They have guys, but they're just they're going to be really uh, they're going to be really weak in that uh, department. And I'm wondering if they're going to go with a corner. Um, as the first round pick, because mm-hmm. there are a couple of really solid secondary guys, you know, on the on the table, and they can walk away with one of them in the draft. Mm-hmm. So it would be the smart thing to kind of shore up the defense. They can draft a corner or an edge rusher, which they also really need. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, man. It's it's going to be a tough call this offseason. Do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to move on from Sheldon Richardson? I know there was some talk about that, and and you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of cap savings there as well. Like, that's another guy who there's no dead money. There's just at least eight million dollars in cap savings. I, I think, I think they should probably look to try and see if they can get a trade mm-hmm. uh, of a Sheldon Richardson because I, he still has a lot of value as a player. It's just a question of you know his attitude really is kind of really knocks the value in yeah. in terms of uh, having teams interested. They, they they know you're coming in trying to unload this troublemaker, so of course you're you're coming to the bargaining table yeah. at a disadvantage. Yeah. So it, it's tough, and I don't know if the management's gonna have to sit down with him and kind of talk to him in the off season. But it look honestly, I mean, look, Sheldon Richardson's been been in trouble since since day one. Yeah. Really, you know, with the law and with the team. So it's it's it seems at this point we're past sit down conversations and and heart to heart talks. I think it's time just to really try to move them and maybe maybe they can do something on draft day or you know try to really work with a team that is in bad need of mm-hmm. some um some frontline help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I I kind of think they're going to stick with him for the season. I think I think you I think you're right. I think they will try to move him, but I kind of feel like they might end up just rolling the dice with him this season, and maybe we end up seeing him go bye bye next year. It's entirely possible. Look, that defense still needs, you know, it needs it needs guys to to kind of make it work. Yeah, and but, you know, you said it. Sheldon Richardson's still got a lot of talent. Like you can't deny yeah. his ability on the field. That that's something that you know. It's like DeMarcus Cousins in the NBA. The guy's a head case, but you roll with it because he's good. Yeah, it's just it, you got to kind of take take the punches that come along with it. Uh, I'm just curious to see um, if it's the right move um, going forward. Just you know, is he going to actually kind of learn from his mistakes and, and put up another great year, or was that first that first go all we saw all there really is? Mm-hmm. Um, last question before uh, we finish up. Todd Bowles, um, how many wins does he have to get this year to not get fired? God, man, dude, that's the hardest question you've asked me tonight. <laughs> um, Todd Bowles is in just a, that that phantom zone of a, a position right now as a head coach where he's trying to get as many wins as possible, but his roster is about to like just be thrown into the spin cycle and mm-hmm. then to spit back out at him. So I honestly, I think he's probably going to have to, with what he has on paper, and let's let's just hypothetically say that Woody Johnson doesn't make any splash moves. Okay. I, I think he's still going to at least need to be 500. He's going to have to get eight games under. Okay. He's going to have to be competitive in at least eight games this year. Okay. For him to, to have it. Uh, his job, basically. I, would, uh, I think he's just been put in a crappy situation with the usual uh, mismanagement of uh, this Jets roster. So it, it, it's a crappy position to be in. But I, I think he's going to really need to put some W's on the board to stay. I, uh, I agree. I think um, I think an 8-8 eight and eight roster, especially with, let's be real here, he's not going to go into this season with a legitimate quarterback under center. That, that's the truth. No. And, you know, there's only so much. You've got to temper your expectations with a scenario like that. And, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think he could probably get away with a 7-9 and nine season. But at the same time, it's the Jets, man. It's New York. There's, there's... He's got to really impress people. And they go, man, I can't believe you turned, you turned this pile of shit into, you know, something competitive, at least. Especially in the division that they're in. Yeah. So... Because you... Dude, the Patriots are going to be coming... Gonna be, Patriots are going to be just as nasty this this coming season as they were last year. The Dolphins are probably going to be even better, uh, I'm going to say now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bills are a big question mark, though. I don't know what's going to happen with the Bills. It looks like they're done with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I kind of um, I kind of feel like they're going to take gonna, a step back. They're going to draft someone, or I don't know if they're going to go after some free agent quarterback, but I, I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense to me. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, we got some we got some uh, some time coming Definitely. in the next couple of weeks to, to see what's going to happen with some of these teams. I'm very very excited though, off-season-wise. I kind of want this to happen already mm-hmm. so I can kind of absorb and just kind of look at what the next possible moves are. Dude, I uh, I'm curious to see how the Darrell Rivas drama unfolds and uh, I think you and I will have to come back on and uh, we'll we'll break down a few other teams. I think maybe we'll have you come back on and break down my Eagles. Um, I'd love to. Yes, I'm would... really excited. You guys have some, you guys have some great, great options you yes. know, on the table for you as well. That's exactly right. And uh, listen, there's going to be plenty of drama that unfolds with Darrell Rivas, and I think we'll have an opportunity to come yak about it. And uh, 
you know, I th- maybe we don't need to run through every team in the league, but I think we should pick like the the interesting teams to talk about. Like, I don't know if I'm running yeah. to go break down the Los Angeles Rams offseason uh, oh or the Jacksonville I'm Jaguars. I'm already confused. I'm already confused by the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, my God. Just for the record. Dude, I just... Um, my brain is like, wait, which one's which? I just went on the website to, over the cap to look at these caps, and I said, LAC, what the hell? What are the Clippers doing on here? Yeah, I was like, oh, exactly. the Chargers, of course. Dude. I'm sure you saw when they submitted their um their new logo design to the uh, to the general public, and it looked like a ripoff of the Dodgers Yeah. Uh, logo, and people... Absolutely tore him to shreds, and like two days later, they're like, "That wasn't a final concept." We oh my god! Putting things out there, dude. It, a nice save. Hey, I got I got news for you. There's a reason why there hasn't been football in LA for 20 years. It's because LA fans kind of don't give a shit about professional yeah. football, but yet now we've moved two teams there. It's like the owners don't really give a shit about the fan base. It's just like whatever. We just want to go where we can have a nice new stadium built. As it always is, at the end of the day, dude. As it always is. Um, all right, listen, man, I'm gonna thanks for coming on. I'm gonna get you out of here. Everyone, thank you for listening. I hope all the Jets fans got some important information, uh, some things to think about as we go into the offseason. We try to figure out whether Revis will be on the roster and who the starting quarterback will be. Everyone, thank you for listening. As always, you can subscribe to Sam Sports Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smithface Jones. Hit us up with any questions at samssportsstation at gmail.com. Oh, that's all I have to say for the time being. Shaka, anything you want to uh, finish us off on this podcast with? Any final thoughts? As always, it's been a pleasure. You know, you guys stick around. We got some good shit coming up. Definitely, definitely. Um, here for you soon. Yeah, even though this, even though the the off season is here, and in a couple months the summer and uh, training camps will be upon us, there is still plenty to talk about with the NFL season. And uh, Shaka and I are going to be here to feed your eardrums with that NFL talk. Um, but in the meantime, we are Audi Five Thousand. We'll be back soon. Take it easy, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>